you're wondering um am i going to be able to do what i want to do like, i'm always wondering uh, what can i add to uh, what can i add to the platform at some point in time i was like it's complete 99 of those products were doomed from the beginning because i'm a, a big believer that when you have to actually think about uh, a token model that means that the token you're building is not necessary to the to your model thank you for listening to this trailer And if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And amongst a few other things, such as discount codes to events and tools, you get early access to our upcoming podcast agenda and full replays. See you very soon on Venture Notes, venturenotes.co. Before we move into the show today, ActionDesk is the easiest way for startup teams to make better decisions with their data. With most business intelligence tools on the markets, you have to write SQL or learn a clunky interface. Tableau, Metabase and the likes are powerful but complex to use. Exploring data and building new reports require a level of expertise beyond most business users and it's not worth the time of engineering and data teams. ActionDesk makes exploring your database or data warehouses data easy. If you know how to use Google Google Sheets or Excel, you'll know how to use ActionDesk. Instead of uh, writing SQL, you can just use spreadsheet formulas. That is exactly what I really like about ActionDesk. You can access your data in a spreadsheet and give autonomous access to the company data to any business user in a no-code tool. If you're in operations, marketing, sales, or customer support and have a question about your business, instead of asking your engineering or data team, just answer the question yourself with ActionDesk and a few spreadsheet formula. With ActionDesk, you can answer in a few minutes questions like how much revenue did we have yesterday? What's our sales breakdown by region or supplier? How many deals entered the specific deal stage last week? How many customer requests take more than 58 hours to respond to? You will definitely love ActionDesk for its spreadsheets feel. You can try and test different things run small-scale analysis and access all of your database and data warehouse data live. Most of all, you will love the feeling of flexibility and power it gives you. So if you want to save time to analyze your data and make better decisions for your business, head to actiondesk.io to enjoy two months free and tell that you're coming from upcoming VC. Fast-growing companies raising several hundreds of millions of dollars in venture capital sometimes attract in their wake independent players who have identified unmet needs and thus developed products in this large ecosystem born from the success of these scale-ups. From this context, there are two facts. The certain initial dependence of these emerging actors on this ecosystem, but also the opportunities for them to create new categories by emancipating themselves as they meet success and get traction. This is the case with Sorare Data, the go-to platform for every Sorare player. As a reminder, Sorare in September 2021 raised the largest funding round in the history of French tech, with about 680 million USD valuing the startup at 4.3 billion USD, less than three years after its creation. Profitable and with a forecast of $100 million in revenue in 2021, Sorare relies on a double activity of collecting sports cards and fantasy football. Founded in June 2020 by Maxime Hagenburger, Sorare Data provides data and tools to enhance the experience of every Sorare manager. Aggregated market data, football player stats, decision-making tools and side games are amongst the key features of the platform. From its inception, Sorare Data has become the key companion app for every Sorare player to make sure they thrive and succeed in the game. More than 80% of 10 plus Sorare Cards owners are registered on Sorare Data. 
Maxim recently declared, with the emergence of play-to-earn games, players will look for companion apps to help them in their gaming experiences. Starting with Sorrel Managers, we look forward to taking part in the changes brought by this new gaming model, making players successful wherever they play. In this episode number 55 of the Runway Series Originals podcast, Maxim talks about his technical skills in blockchain that he acquired during the crypto winter 2018-2019, how he started Sorare Data as a side project to help himself be a better player on Sorare, and why he decided to devote himself to it and raise funds, a seed of 700k with Seedcamp, but also Kima Ventures, Signilab, and Sorare itself. Maxim also explains how to overcome the challenges of a solo founder, even technical, the importance of thinking long-term and utility function for a crypto project, why listen to users and the importance he places on recruiting passionate people, how Sorare Data serves the Sorare ecosystem, and how Maxim intends to deploy the Sorare Data experience in other ecosystems and other play-to-earn games, and many other exciting topics. Enjoy the episode. In this first part, Maxim goes through his journey before building Sorare Data, in particular highlighting the skills he developed from a technical standpoint in blockchain development, but also the lessons learned on one hand as a team manager and on the other hand through the crypto winter in 2018-2019. Then Maxim explains how Sorare Data started and why he decided to raise a seed round. Uh, basically, I've... Um, <clears throat> Um, graduated from engineering school back in 2017. Um, um, I worked at CERN, so the uh, European agency that is doing black holes and <laughs> uh, underground um, in 2015 and work, uh, 2014 and worked at Hewlett Packard Enterprise during my studies. So it's, it was an apprenticeship. So basically, the best way for me to learn stuff and uh, have a meaningful degree at the same time. Um, and so worked three years there. And at that time, I took a look like um, a close look, let's say, at cryptocurrencies. And um, back in 2014, I was uh, trying to convince my parents to actually invest in Bitcoin because it was to me like an opportunity to get rich first, but also a very interesting way to deal with money and uh, fix problems that uh, um, fiat money has. And they didn't believe in me, so <laughs> they didn't get rich. Sorry, sorry for them. But no, actually, uh, the idea is that um, in 2016, I started mining some Ethereum, so some Ethers, and um, uh, started investing the the few euros I had uh, in my pocket um, to, yeah, uh, invest in cryptocurrencies, so in Ethereum and also in Bitcoin. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm a developer. I think I can understand what's behind blockchain, what's behind um, uh, consensus, etc. Um, so during my final year of engineering i decided to take uh, an even closer look at uh, cryptocurrencies and smart contracts etc and see what I, I could do and uh funny story my mother who was still trying to figure out what cryptocurrencies were um watched a, a tech a ted talk from claire balba which uh, is the founder of blockchain partner which is a, a consulting firm 
um, in France um, on blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies, etc. And uh, she told me, hey, take a look at this. Um, they have open positions. Why don't you apply? I was trying to uh, figure out what I um, wanted to do after my studies. So applied there um, and got hired as a developer there. And um, it was, uh, uh, let's say, not complicated, but um, it, it was a startup. So things uh, moved fast. And so two of the co-founders who were in charge of the technical side of things um, went crazy rich because it was uh, 2017 and was the first real bubble um, around cryptocurrencies. And they decided they didn't have to work anymore. So they left. And um, I, uh, I was the only developer le left in the company and uh, hired my first uh, two uh, developers in the team, uh, scaled the team up to eight developers and scaled it back to five also. So that was one of the, because in, in 2019, um, obviously with the kind of crypto winter that we lived, um, uh, the interest around cryptocurrencies or blockchain was a bit down from previous years. Um, so yeah, that was my first real experience. So uh, from uh, a, a simple developer in, seven, in September 2017, to being the city of the company in 2018 and until um, we actually sold the company in um, March 2021 uh, to KPMG France um, and, um, and left uh, KPMG uh, in September 2021 to focus on Solar Data. And um, yeah, basically um, the skills I developed there were so during my studies were like, yeah, basic engineering uh, skills, I would say. But uh, my first, like my first job at Blockchain Partner, it's really like uh, I became the uh, I became partner like in 2018. And <laughs> you don't know how to manage a team until you actually do. I mean, like um, I had like some, um, um, let's say, uh, lessons back in uh back in engineering school but it's it's yeah it's useless basically when you have to deal with real persons like persons that have um different uh perspectives on things um i had to manage very different type of developers and uh um i i know people that say that developers are be are a bit uh, difficult to manage because some are um really aware that we are in a market that is very um, competitive and that uh, developers are uh, really somewhat expensive but also really demanded and um, sometimes they know that um, the company has to do everything to keep them um, uh, in the company so it's uh, it, it, it was um quite difficult to learn but also very rewarding because um uh, some of the developers uh, at blockchain partner stayed for like three years and i was very happy to keep them uh, but also i've learned that uh keeping people um that long m might also be um a problem and might not might not be a good thing over on on the long term for the company so i learned a lot of stuff around management and also like uh, managing a company and ad administrative stuff, et cetera. 
and uh, also facing a crisis with the coronavirus crisis, uh, of course, um, because we, we decided to um, try to sell Blockchain Partner uh, at the end of 2019, beginning of uh, 2020. And uh, the whole process stopped while it was very uh, advanced, let's say. And um, yeah, we, we, we had to go through different crises. And um, uh, I guess we learned a lot of, a lot of stuff during those three years um that uh, i couldn't have learned any other way or maybe in 10 years i don't know um and so during the coronavirus crisis um we were on lockdown and uh, blockchain partner basically stopped is uh, its activities um uh, i don't know how you say that in english but uh, we had uh, we were paid by the state basically to not uh, go bankrupt and um so i was playing Sora for like uh, six months at that point in time. And um, like I said, I have uh, engineering skills and I was like, okay, um, uh, what, 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 what can I do to actually um, play, uh, let's say better than uh, any other player on the platform. And so I started um, scraping or at least interacting with the Sora API and also with the blockchain, because uh, at that point in time also, um, the whole game was on the blockchain directly, so you could directly interact uh, on the blockchain. And so I started to, to play with this and uh, built my own database. And in March 2020, I was like, okay, th that's cool. Um, I can do stuff, but uh, I could also bring a service to a lot of managers that are that would be willing to pay or willing to um, Oh, yeah, pay for, for that service. And so launched Solar Data in June 2020. So as a first a website with basic market data and uh, player stats um, and um, uh, results on uh, game results and um, and started building it from, from there. And uh, I did not spend any time off <laughs> from that day um, because I, even if I'm on vacation, um, I always have stuff to do. And uh, so um, spent like a year doing this uh, part-time. Yeah, more, more than a year, let's say a year and a half uh, part-time. And uh, in June 2021, I was like, okay, um, my full-time job is not something I want to pursue anyway. So let's try and uh, build a, a, a company around the SAR data. And um, so... Um, Nicolas, so the CEO of Soar, uh, introduced me to Sia, so <laughs> you know Sia from Sitcamp, and um, we started talking, and um, it was a great fit, actually. I, I, I love uh, talking with Sia, and he has great inputs as a user, but also, of course, as a VC, and um, uh, talked with um, Kima Ventures and also Signy Labs and Soar, and they all invested in the, in the pre-seed round, uh, around like 700k uh, US dollars and uh, yeah um, <laughs> quit my job and started to build the company from that. In the second part Maxime goes deep into what he thinks Web3 and crypto projects made for the long term should avoid doing in the short term and how a new crypto winter would highlight solid and weak crypto projects. Well I guess so uh, the 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 current wave that we see on on play to run games is basically brought by nfts um the, the nfc bubble that we are living right now um because people are trying to make money and 
that's what's driving the cryptocurrency markets um, from the beginning, I guess. It, 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 I mean, sometimes people don't want to say that, don't want to say that uh, they are <laughs> they're investing in cryptocurrencies because they want to make money, be it because they say, I mean, for the technology or or something else. But dude, let's not um, hide ourselves. Um, people want to make money and invest in cryptocurrencies or in NFTs with the hope to sell their assets back um, for a profit. And that's okay. I mean, no one should judge anyone that is trying to do that. So, so the NFT waves, it, it, yeah, brought a lot of people to the space and um a lot of people discovered like the play to earn model that is existing like from for maybe three years or something and so as one of the first examples of play to earn games and we should we should a bit like um remove soraya from the nft space because soraya is a very different example from axie infinity or other play to earn games that we see because soraya is basically out of the blockchain because everything is basically done off-chain or at least users don't feel like um, that they have to acquire cryptocurrencies or they can pay by credit card, etc. While Axie Infinity has its own token that is really um, a core element of their gameplay, etc. And so, so as a bit uh, isolated, I would say, from that. And because also it's uh, football, uh, it's it's a completely different story but anyway i guess like we will see that like in 2018 where you would uh, well you've seen like thousands of projects being launched and uh, uh with icos like i'm doing a token and uh, this is going to make everyone rich and i have a great service behind this 99 of those projects were doomed from the beginning because I'm a, a big believer that when you have to actually think about uh, a token model, that means that the token you're building is not necessary to the, to your model. Thank you for listening to this trailer. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And amongst a few other things, such as discount codes to events and tools, you get early access to our upcoming podcast agenda and full replays. See you very soon on Venture Notes venture notes.co